Thank you for downloading Fun Employment Radio. Don't forget, when you're shopping on Amazon, to go to funemploymentradio.com first and click on the Amazon banner at the top of the page. It's free for you, and it helps us out tremendously. Thanks a lot. Here's the show. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. The future of radio. The future of radio is here. com. I think the worst part is uh, how well I felt like uh, I could adapt to it. I think you could. I think underground well, no, living see, might I, be your thing. No, that's not... <laughs> No, I mean, the thing is, it was just, uh, I was so adept at it. It, it. That's probably the most disturbing part of the dream. It's not the fact that I was down there. It's not the fact that I was going through all that. It's just that I felt comfortable. I felt in control. Okay. I don't know if I, I, don't know if I like this. I don't know if I like it at all. All right. Well, I'm curious to hear more about this. All right. Well, we'll talk about it here in just a minute. All right. This is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we greatly, greatly appreciate it. We are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the Internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. All right. So I'm going to talk about this here in just a second. It's a book that I've been reading that... I, I feel like it's it's infiltrated my dreams. It's infiltrated who I am. It's oh, sometimes I have to like take breaks from books or TV shows or something when they start to get into my head a little too much. I'm going to need to because it, this this book is so good I couldn't put it down. And I know you've read it because I'm actually borrowing your copy of it. But it is it be, it just became too real. I really felt like I could fit in. With oh, because it. it is real. Well, I mean, I know it's real, but I mean, it came became too real for me. It's <laughs> the so if you guys haven't read this, it's called the Mole People. So it's the mole people, uh, life in the tunnels of New York. So essentially the book is about people living in the underground cities underneath New York, which there's an, an entire, entire thing of that where people, um, like they, there's so many different tunnels under New York, like old subway tunnels and things below that, you know, over the centuries of developing the city, that there are people that live down there. Like in and, Ghostbusters 2, Secret of the Ooze, when you see the pink ooze flowing through with like an old abandoned uh, like subway tunnel. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen Ghostbusters, too. Um, it's amazing. I know that's taboo to say around here, like, for for a lot of people. I like Ghostbusters a lot, so I'm not going to... I know if I were to say anything bad about Ghostbusters, I would be ostracized for the rest of I think mankind. that you're okay. You won't be ostracized so much for Ghostbusters 2, because uh, people are divided on that one. However, I really liked it. I haven't seen Ghostbusters 2 in years. In years. And I know I know everybody's uh, very... Very, pro- I like Ghostbusters. Believe me, I like it. I like it a lot. So, but just to get that out there. But yeah, Ghostbusters too. I don't remember. I don't remember. That's what it was. It was called Secret of the Ooze. Was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Oh, was that wasn't Secret it? of the? Oh, was that? I Teenage think that's Mutant what's throwing me off. I'm like, it was called Secret of the Ooze. That's how little I've seen it. That I actually went along with that for a second. I'm like, oh, oh my I must, God, I must you're have had right. it wrong. All right, so, so like, that I was... didn't remember that it was called Secret of the Ooze. All right, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Secret of the Secret of the Ooze was with Vanilla Ice. That was the second one. You're right. Ghostbusters 2 had the pink ooze in it, but it was not called Secret of the Ooze. It's, it's the one with the painting that was possessed yeah. by the guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I mean, like I said, it's been a long time since I've seen it, so I don't know for sure. But I guess maybe it's kind of like that. So the the thing with um, with with the mole people, though, so the, these tunnels underneath New York, and this is true. This does exist. It's fascinating. Like, so it was, it, it was this book written by this woman named Jennifer Toth who kind of infiltrated um, – all these civilizations that these people are basically living in underground in New York City in the 90s. Yeah. I and mean, it's like and her, it's, and it's her account, it's her journals, it's her talking about all the people that she meets along the way and all these different, you know, like places and cities and stuff. It's just fascinating. Well, and there's, there's, there's different levels. And I'm, this isn't a, 
spoiler for the book. I, I highly suggest reading this book. It, it is pretty good. You can get it by going to funemploymentradio.com and clicking on the Amazon link. And you know, there's there's different levels of it. The people that are at the very basic tunnels, you know, by the subway system, but then it just goes layers and layers and layers. You know, uh, tens, hundreds of feet below that, mm. below the surface like of New York, stories, yeah, where it's just old places where nobody goes anymore. Police won't go down there. Like no one goes down there. But they've tapped into like electricity, or they've tapped into the water system, or the ones that are the way way down low are the mole people. And the mole people, they're the ones that are fully adapted to living in the ground, under the earth. In the darkness. Yeah, in the darkness of these tunnels with rats, like giant rats that will attack you. This woman's account is it's pretty fascinating. But this is what I've been reading every night before I go to bed. And now I knew it was going to happen. I was afraid it was going to happen. Last night I dreamt I was a mole person. I was fully immersed in the world. Wait, so were you a mole person in New York City? Or were you just were you aware matter. of your surroundings? I mean, yeah, I, I guess it was New York City. Okay. Yeah. Well, how did you know you were a mole person and you weren't just in a dark room somewhere? Well, no, because I was calling around tunnels. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. No, I was walking around in the tunnels. Like, it seemed so real. Like, I was walking around on it because then you see other people and you can see, like, silhouettes. And for, for most people, this sounds like it would be a terrifying dream. You're down there. There's rats. There's yeah, cockroaches. Terrifying. Weird smells and, like, dripping water and then, like, like, eerily silent and then just, like, weird scurrying. And this was all going on in my dream because based on the descriptions in the book. And as this was happening, the, I was in this dream, like, walking along and... What if I was like gathering things? I was like walking up to other camps and like taking things. You're not supposed to take things when you're a mole person. I was taking things. And and the thing was, the scary part was it, it wasn't scary. It did. The dream did not scare me. It didn't bother me. You haven't gotten too far into the book yet then because there's some really creepy stuff. I'm talking about in my dream. Okay. And it didn't, it didn't scare me. I was, I was, I felt okay with it. Oh, that's what that's what I think bothers me the most is that you feel like if you infiltrated a mole person civilization that you'd be a okay yeah that you'd be like the mayor of the mole people I think I'd, which they do have mayors yeah yeah I think I'd thrive in it I think that's that's where that's what I felt that's what I felt the most weird about was that it, it was it was so incredibly comfortable I was like running around in there it's like yes I am the, I am the king of the mole people basically is what what I felt like and that's that's why it was unnerving what particularly was the most freeing about it. Was it being in the darkness? Was it eating rats? Was it stealing yeah. things from people? I mean, as though I actually did this. Uh, you know, I mean, I think it was the fact that I knew where I was going because I knew where I was going in the tunnels. So I knew my way around. I knew the system in this imaginary tunnel world that I was dreaming about. Like, I, I knew where everything was. And I was in control because I was the furthest down. I was below the other people. So I could, like, sneak up other tunnels to other people. I was like sneaking up from below. That's that's really not a proud moment of my dream or psyche that I should be revealing. But that's that's what it was. Sneaking up from below and stealing things from people. Yeah, I was taking things. Taking things you from You don't sound like camps. a very trustworthy mole person. The, the you mole, sound like a pretty you don't trust shitty mole, mole people. You don't trust any of them. No, that's not true because in some of the civilizations they're, you know, they have fully structured systems where there's like a mayor and a secretary and they have like police a secretary. Like, there is someone who takes notes during their mole people meetings. <laughs> that's why I'm so fascinated by this book. Mole it's person like this whole, Bob, would you like to please take the table? 
Well, like, because some of it, you know, some of the book is like, you know, there are people who kind of go down into the tunnels because they're junkies or like, I, they see, want to stay away from that stuff. But then there are other people who really like living down there and they're like old, like ex professors who just decide that they oh, don't yeah. want to uh, be in civilization anymore. So they'll bring all their books and like furniture and stuff and live under the city. And that's true. Yeah, a lot of it, a lot of it is. Yeah, where, because if they get down that far, a lot of them aren't. The uh, the you know mentally challenged or whatever anymore. Mm. They're just people who don't want to be in society and want to create their own thing, and that's why it's don't want to pay taxes. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, because the police won't go down there, so they they are their own society. Who's going to police? Nobody does. Mm-mm. They're they're free. They're free to live in the mold. You're like romanticizing this a little. I, I see. I'm not trying to romanticize it. I that's think why it was the, the burden of was, tax season and all the stuff going on. I maybe, think maybe you're maybe. just like this is you running free and you're. Oh my oh. god! Wow, this is like a therapy session. It totally. This makes so much sense. You know, now that you put it in that aspect, it does kind of make a little bit of sense. It totally, absolutely does because that is exactly opposite of how you feel right now. You have all these ties, you have bills, you have things that you can't escape from. Yeah. I do. Whereas in the tunnels, just say the system won't help a poor guy refinance. Uh, but yeah, it, there's, there's, there is. There's a lot of stuff I didn't even think about. This you're so right. You're so free down there. You can yeah. run around. You said you were happy. You're running around. You're taking things that weren't yours and weren't getting in trouble for it. Like you, you had things to take. Not uh, you know, everyone wasn't taking things from you. Oh man, oh, this just wow. got way too deep for me. This got too real. Huh? Yeah, that's totally it. Because I was reading this right before I went to bed, right after dealing with a whole bunch of that other stuff. Um, yeah. It's your escape. And I you think I want to be a mole person. I think you do. I think I want to do it. Oh, boy, I don't know. I don't know if I could handle it for that long. I, I don't know if I, I could th- I actually believe we've had handle a, this it. This is what we call a, a breakthrough, This is Greg. called a breakthrough? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. I have realized now. Greg I didn't know this beforehand. <laughs> I didn't know this beforehand. Yes, that, that's what it is. That's why I read this before I went to bed when I was all stressed out. And I was like, oh, yeah. Hi, look at these people. They're getting away. And I was reading about all these people. Yep, escaping whatever it is that mm-hmm. was bothering them. That's it. I mean, if they had internet down there, I'd broadcast from the mole mm-hmm. peoples. <laughs> I bet you would. Direct from the, the mole society. Well, I mean, think about it. I mean, you can't. Uh, now I'm going to. Here's my, uh, my final thought is, you know. Keelan says there are no, no more old ladies uh, cutting me. Cutting in line, you know. Oh in front yeah, of me. no more old ladies hating you. Yeah, because old ladies love to cut cut in front of me in line because I don't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, you'd just be free. You know, you can cut all ties, just live down, be king of the mole people. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh man, don't have to pay taxes. Live off the grid. No taxes. You can just yeah. tap into the electric, uh, you know, electrical system. No mortgage in the, for the mole people. No mortgage for the mole people. No, you don't got to pay anything down and there. Some of the don't, don't worry about interest rates <laughs> down with the mole people. Craig's going to move to New York and become a mole person. <laughs> That's no, it. Even some of I, – I remember even in reading that book, like some of the mole people will find like these huge, like grandiose like chambers from the 1920s and 30s mm-hmm. where they're just like all marble and they're untouched because the people who were building the subway systems would like make – like create a huge like ornate room and then forget about it because the the tunnel wouldn't like fully go all the way through us and then they'd start building on a different level. So yeah. there these complete like beautiful rooms under the city. Beautiful, beautiful. I could be down there. Yeah, I could. I could play like you music. So I could get an when organ. You just said, beautiful. I could get an organ down there. I'd be the madman of the mole uh, <laughs> mole people. No, oh boy. Uh, Nipples is saying you get some hot mole milfs, Greg. Oh, I don't know about that. That part that makes everybody me a looks good in the dark, Greg. That's that's true. Well, if I was down there long enough, uh-huh. yeah, I suppose so. I'd have to get a mole wife. <laughs> All right.
My mole ladies. My mole harem? I don't know. Uh, it's being suggested that maybe you could practice being a mole person by living in your basement. You can move all your stuff <laughs> in your basement instead. There is the dirt side of my basement. I guess I could live. Oh, boy. I don't want to live in there. Well, then That's, I don't okay. think you're ready to be a mole person. Here's the problem. It, really, what it comes down to, it's the rats. It's the rats. I don't think I could handle that. All right. Yeah, I was going to say, really if don't you're like a mole rats. person, they do have people, they have runners that go up to the surface and get food, but a lot of time... Yeah, they're eating they eat rats. They eat the rats. They eat the rats. Yeah, I you, don't. You cook and you eat the rats. Well, you either eat the rats or the rats eat you, Sarah. Mm. That's what it's like being a mole person. No, I don't think I could do that. I I don't think I could. Ugh, rats. <laughs> oh, it's just being said. The mole milfs are just called molfs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's genius. Got me a couple molfs. Yeah. Wow, there is there is something about it though. Hmm. Well, there's something magical. That's why I've, I've read that. I don't that. know if magical is the right word. It, I've read that book like six times. Yeah. See, I, and I watched the documentary on it. The documentary does, which, does again, no justice. Um, yeah. I mean, see, I'd, I'd never read the book. I thought the documentary was good. But you're right. I mean, just like the book for anything, it's way more in-depth, mm-hmm. way, way more detailed. Um, yeah. I mean, and the book is real. It does talk about this. Some, there are some very sad stories in it. But, uh, man, they're living free, man. Living free. You know, I wonder... Is this what it's like if you like hop the rails? If you go riding the rails or something like that? Or no, that that's a that's a euphemism for something else. I'm talking about like train hopping, riding like the, the rails. Hobo, I thought like that the was hobo like lifestyle. drugs. That's yeah, I think that's what yeah. that is. I meant like like hobo lifestyle, and that that's probably an offensive term or something. I'm now. sure it is. Whatever the people that jump on trains and ride the trains around the with their knapsack the on the stick. yeah with a knapsack. <laughs> See that? There's something about that where I could I could if I reached a certain point, I can see the. I would probably never do it, but I can see the uh, side of just saying, fuck it, I'm out, mm-hmm. and like hopping on a train. Although I did have a, I knew a guy who did that, who wrote, hopped on a train and left. Did he, is he alive? Uh, I think he's in jail. Oh, jeez. So he was, he was a buddy of a buddy, and this guy, he, he had, he had some issues, um, mm-hmm. but he was like a childhood friend of a friend of mine. And so, you know, you know, when you have like a childhood friend, it's like, yeah, he's, he's weird, but you know, he's my buddy since whatever age. Mm-hmm. We all have some friends that are like that. It's just like, well, yeah, that's, that's my friend. That's, that's just who they're that's grandfathered they in. That's, yep. that's how they Got are. Got no choice in the matter. And so this guy, he, he disappeared and it was a big, big deal, like disappeared for um, a while. Nobody knew where he went. And he had been living with his grandmother, apparently. And this guy, like the grandmother kept calling my buddy. Nobody knew. He disappeared. There was a missing persons report filed. The police found his backpack in downtown Portland, just like left there, and gone. I remember you telling me about this. Yeah. Yeah. So the guy was missing, and it was and some amount of time. Bad had happened. They thought something yeah. bad. Yeah, because I mean, he had had some some issues. It wasn't like suicidal issues, but he he was, he was a weird weird dude he had to some talk mental to. issues. Oh yeah, he thought okay. Clutch was telling him what was going on. There were there were hidden meanings in Clutch lyrics. Clutch the band. So he would try to transcribe. Isn't Clutch and, your favorite band? Is I, I do like about Clutch you. a lot. I do like Clutch a lot. Yeah, that and that, that boy's and name that was Greg. And that man's name was Greg <laughs> So, so no, but he ended up um, hopping, uh, apparently hopping on a train. He dropped his backpack downtown, just out of nowhere, went and jumped on a train and rode this train to like Omaha or something like that. Gone for like a month and a half. At some point in there, I guess he got a message back to his grandmother that he was okay. But that was the only communication. And then one day he just turned back up. And he's that like, yep, so no, been riding odd. the train. 
and he told told us about like these train people they had met. There was there's like different gangs. This was this was a while ago. This train was like gangs? this was like ten fifteen years ago. This okay, happened. probably more like fifteen years ago. So I don't know if that's still the same. But yeah, he was telling me about these chain the, like train gangs that ride the rails. And again, the guy's kind of weird. So who knows if what he was telling was true or not? Mm-hmm. Um, but I I had no reason to dispute it. I wouldn't doubt that there are there are train gangs. I would love to, but like exactly do that same thing, like hobo all over the world, just kind of find different places to travel to. Because did you ever read the Boxcar Children when you were young? I don't know. Or is these kids? I mean, it's a sad premise. I believe that, like their parents died, and so these kids are like trying to find places to live. So they like hop on trains and like live in boxcars. Okay, and it made it look like super exciting. I remember my sister and I reading them when I was little. Like, oh, we want to live in boxcars. Yeah. Huh, I don't know. That's, I, don't, I don't remember reading that one. Boxcar Children. That sounds like something I would have liked, though. <sighs> wow. Yeah, hobo all over the world. I was thinking about that, too, what Sarah just said. Mm-hmm. In the live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live. That is apparently Sarah X. Dillon's story. It is. Hobo all over the world. I, that would be fun, though. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, anyway, I, I don't know about that. I don't know if I could do it. But there is something slightly... Slightly enticing about that. Well, you don't just have dropping to, everything and leaving. You don't have to travel all the way to New York to do that. I mean, don't people live in the woods around here? I mean, yeah, I could. You, I suppose you could go up and live in the woods. What around here? I mean, do, yeah. but wasn't there but some see, like dad a, and daughter that lived in Forest Park for like fifteen years or something? There was somebody, yeah, that lived in Forest Park, which is a big park here in Portland. Yeah, like giant, giant park. Yeah, they did live in there for a, for a long time. I'm just saying, if you want to get off the grid, there probably are easier ways to do it where you don't have to eat rats. <laughs> but I'll just throw up a tent on Mount Tabor. Like, I live here now. <laughs> this is mine. This is mine. This, this is where is I live. Mine. See, but that's different. Then you've got to interact with people. I don't know. There's something to it. There's something I to it. I thought you wanted to interact so that way you could become... Well, I did, the, but no, but then you've got to interact with normal people. If you're up on Mount Tabor, I don't want to do that. Mm. I don't want to interact with those people. Well, the underground already has a king. His name is Jareth. What? That oh, is that a lab- labyrinth reference? That was for my labyrinth that, friends. Yes, that, that, that was. Your labyrinth peeps? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, people are actually speculating they're surprised that you don't live off the grid. Really? Do I seem like that kind of guy? You do seem like that kind of guy. You uh, seem like a survivalist. Yeah, I'm in a bit of an adventurist. You don't like guns enough, though. You're right. I don't own any You do any have guns. your crossbow, though. See, I would be a crossbow and a knife man, though. You would oh, be. man. You like to get up and intimate in there. I would be a good crossbow and knife man. Yeah. I mean, you know, really get to know your hunt. Your kill, or what? I don't know what the right way to say it is. I'm not much of a hunter, uh, so yeah. But I could, I could fish. I would fish. That'd be good. I think I'd be a pretty good, good one. You know, I like to go off the grid. When I go up to Alaska, I go camping. All right, being without your cell phone for three days is not off the grid. <laughs> sure, it is, Sarah. You know what I had to do when I was up there? I had to filter my own water. When I was up in Alaska over this last oh, summer, when God, I went camping, I was God able to water filter. filter water because you never know when you're out there with like lakes and the rivers, you don't know how clean the water is because there's different kinds of things in there. But what you do is you get yourself a good water filter. You filter all that stuff out. Got good, clean drinking water right there with you. Why, Greg, where would somebody find a good water filter to be able to have clean drinking water, say, for example, if they live in the reservoirs underneath a city? Well, you could go to Next Adventure. That would be helpful. Next Adventure, you say? Next Adventure on the corner of Third and uh, Grand and Stark right here in Portland, Oregon. Right in the corner of Grand and Stark. They are a fine, fine sponsor of Fun Employment Radio, nextadventure.net. You can pick up any kind of survival materials there. Actually, I could go there. 
And then I could get myself a water filter and I could live underground and I'd be safe and I'll get myself a knife if I have to hunt the rats. I don't think they sell crossbows, but I'm sure they've got like hunting knives. I'm sure they have like little metal sticks that you can poke the rats through and then like cook them over a fire. Uh I bet they have fire starters. I bet they have flint there. Waterproof flint. They They sure do. Waterproof matches. If I'm going to go on my adventure underground. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could use it for actual things, like Maybe actual camping. a but. utility knife, and you can cut up, cut up the rat, you know, after you cook it. That would be really good, and then you can drink your, fal- your filtered water. Ah. Yeah, no, this is entirely true. I mm. could do that. Boy, there's all kinds of things I could get at Next Adventure, nextadventure.net on the corner of 3rd and... <laughs> excuse me, I keep saying 3rd, on the corner of Grand and Stark. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I think uh, I think this could be... Uh, I think with, with, the, with the proper water filter, maybe I could do it. This might be what I need to do. Okay. Well, best of luck to you. You know, Thank I think you. there is some. There are some underground tunnels here in Portland. Maybe you can start out small, go into one or of just those. Just go down there and let's camp mm. out, test it out. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's people that live underground in Portland? I think so. Oh, I don't get to know them. I don't know if I want to. I, know I remember them. that's going tell- pretty deep. I remember someone telling me that when I first moved here, like in. Um, there are like all the kinds early of the... 2000s when people would say like when you'd walk like I remember people telling me that if you look down in the grates because I still look at it um, out of habit uh-huh. if you look down in the grates downtown sometimes you can see people walking by down there um, I mean maybe there there are the Shanghai tunnels but I think if you're looking down in the grates you're going to be looking into the sewer system yeah well I think there are people like who are who walk through the sewer systems oh well I mean you know I there, that's enough of a possibility I I couldn't I wouldn't be able to discount that mm-hmm. that that's entirely possible I guess. Boy, what if I just, what if you're walking around downtown and you look down one of the grates and there I am? Just looking back up? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, that's off. terrifying. And I'd scurry. Oh, I picture you looking like that one of the creatures from The Descent. I've still have never seen The Descent. Oh, The Descent, uh, the creatures in The Descent, I, I'm pretty sure what the deepest mole people look like in, okay. in New York. Yeah. All right. Where they've adapted to where they don't need light anymore, so basically they can see in the dark. How long do you have to be down there to do that? I mean, it's a sweet skill, but then nobody else would actually be able to see it. Yeah, I mean, literally. But I mean, you, you wouldn't be able to prove it to anyone, so then what's the point? Like, boy, I've adapted so I can live in the dark, but I mean, if you can't, like, show it to anyone. So you don't think things are worth doing until you can prove it to somebody else that you well, them? Well, if I could see in the dark, I'd want to, like, show that off. That's a pretty sweet ability. I was the one that told you about those drops that they have that you can put into your eyes and it'll help yeah, you see in the dark. Yeah, that's cheating. See, that's cheating, though. How is that? Che- what? It's cheating time because you're not living in the sewer system, adapting <laughs> your eyes to the dark. <laughs> People are speculating about about uh, about some of this. Oh, that's one of the things. Uh, somebody in the chat just posted one of the pictures of one of the creatures from The Descent. Oh, that's okay. That's what that is. It is terrifying. Okay. It is so terrifying. That is kind of terrifying. Yeah, that that looks that that's a creature with no face. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's something to think about anyway. I've been I've, I've actually I was telling you I was uh, I've been re- rewatching Dexter, mm-hmm. and I had to stop watching that because I started to have like murdery dreams where people were trying to to cut me. Oh well, like, yeah, see, every that's no night. Good. I know. As I was like trying to get ready to go to bed, I'm like, okay, I've got to stop. I've got to cut off the Dexter before I go to sleep. Okay. Well, no, that's that sounds worse than uh, worse than mole people. It does. It sounds like you were on a goddamn adventure. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was. Now that I've thought about all of these different aspects, I clearly wasn't prepared. All right, well, this is something to offer. But you know on. where we'll get you prepared. 
What's that? Next adventure. Next adventure. Nextadventure.net. <laughs> Boy, oh, so far your rat cooking needs. <laughs> <laughs> That's not that. Next adventure is awesome. They have. There's such a wonderful store. You can store. filter your sewer water. <laughs> <laughs> what well, you could. You it's, could. It's I'm not saying, their job to determine what you that use. You can, do. you can do much more magical things with all of the stuff at Next Adventure. But that is a possibility. If you were to get a water filter, you could probably filter sewer water and survive as a mole person. Or you could go camping on a beautiful like hike and then have that there. Or buy something that's not a water filter. They do have other things. I'm just Jesus the Christ. expert on the water filter. I, I feel like whenever Greg does a spot for Next Adventure, just should the tagline should just be Next Adventure, the water filter store. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we have. I've, I've bought so many other things from from there. It's just it's a happy purchase. Just so many water filters. Find your happy purchase at Next Adventure. You will find one there. Yeah, we just got an email from someone who actually went there and uh, purchased some climbing shoes. Oh yes. That's so fantastic. Yeah, thank you so much for writing us in. We do love to hear from people when... Anything, uh, no matter how small. If you mm-hmm. buy, like, a, a pen somewhere or something, just Yeah, from know. one of our sponsors. Yeah, and that was John. John who went in and uh, got some climbing shoes. Oh, so that means... That's not hiking shoes. Those are climbing shoes. So he's, like, climbing rock faces and Oh, yeah. Stuff. No, those are fancy climbing that shoes. That sounds scary to me, scarier to me than going deep underground. Yeah. I think I'd rather go underground than climb up the sheer face of a, of a cliff. Unless... I, well, as long as I don't look down, then I'm okay I'm, then I'm okay with it. I think I would. I, I also would prefer to go underground. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, there we've settled it. That's that's my story. The first mole person podcast. Mm-hmm. We'll have to work on that one. <laughs> Seriously, I could talk about the mole people for hours. I find yeah. it, I, I just find it so interesting. Yeah. I mean, it is fascinating. It's a good book. Get it by going to funemploymentradio.com, clicking on the Amazon link. Yeah. Right. It's always a, because uh, since this is her first person, I just want to say one more thing about the book real quick. Okay. So her name is Jennifer Toth. And uh, so it's always been speculated whether or not it, – like it's never been proven, but it hasn't been disproven about like uh, if the stories are all accurate or not. Uh-huh. So it's really interesting to kind of look into her past. And, oh, what, what? You're saying it's a lie? No, no. I'm not saying it's a lie, but uh, – well, you're just shattering everything here right now, but I've no, been... No, no, but I'm saying... Wait, is this people... a scam? Have I been scammed? No, you haven't Is there no such scammed. thing? No, there is such a thing, but nobody else has ever been able to get close to the mole people, so I think other people um, were jealous of her and tried to discredit her. Oh. So she actually did do this, but she's the only person that's ever been able to get down there. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, now I'm going to have to look up some more of this stuff. Huh. So now you're... No, I'm just saying what she's writing is true, but also be be aware that people try to discredit her. But it's not. Okay. It is true. All right, we're going to have to get to the bottom of this. Maybe I'll have to do an expose on my own. Mm -hmm. She also has this great book about uh, when she went out to lunch with Bigfoot. It's amazing. Okay, so now is this is the book not true? No, it is true. Listen to me. I'm saying it's true. I'm gonna have to look some up, some up about this. Yeah, I think her encounters are true. Some of it, though, it's that's why I keep reading it over and over again. Like I'll always look up the things that she writes about. Like one of the um, trails or the tunnels she talks about says that it ends with like basically you know at the end of uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Where, like they're standing where all the water is rushing by them and they're standing on the side of that cliff because there's like a hole cut out in the side of the cliff. Yeah. Like a walkway. Glita, so basically, day. Yeah. So basically in this, she said that uh, somewhere along the banks of the Hudson River, there's a cliff like that where the tunnel where some of the tunnels actually end and there are like holes in the wall, like on the side of the cliff. And I've looked up this fact like for many years and I've never been able to find this. Um, I mean, I can see that some of the tunnels go into the river. Yeah, not into the river, like up on the like 
uh, on the sides of these cliffs. Okay. That they end like on the cliff sides, and they're just these holes with tunnels like sticking out of them hmm. on the cliff side. Okay. I don't know. All right, let's stop talking about the mole people. Hello, okay. my friends. I have some more disturbing things to talk to you about. Okay. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right, Greg, we might think that our graffiti situation is out of control in our neighborhood, of course, yes. with the King of Roses. King of Roses, who tagged the electric box in our uh, <laughs> in our parking lot here where our studio is. Who is clearly the toughest because he tagged our electric box. I'm the King of Roses. Mm-hmm. That's how I imagine him speaking. That is exactly how he did. He's a little, you know, he's a little tougher than Igpain, who tagged the chair. Yeah, that's true. However, in Pacifica, California, a motorcycle gang is proving that they're extra super duper duper tough by tagging the carcass of a whale that washed up on a beach. Oh, I, I read about the whale that washed up, or maybe it's a different one. Wasn't there no, this, a giant whale that they were trying to figure out what to do with? Uh, this just happened. So this the whale washed up last week. However, uh, this morning was when they noticed it. Was Somebody graffiti. tagged the whale? Somebody tagged a goddamn <laughs> whale carcass. Well, who tagged it? Uh, here, let's see. So visitors to a California beach uh, said this morning that the carcass of a whale that washed up on uh, shore last week <laughs> was defaced with graffiti bearing the name of a motorcycle gang. Uh, the sperm whale carcass, which washed up at Maury Point in Pacifica last week, was found uh, to have been spray-painted with the name of the East Bay Rats Motorcycle Club. <laughs> East Bay Rats? The East That's Bay Rats. Yeah, East Bay Rats Motorcycle Club. Uh, so not only was this whale carcass tagged with the East Bay Rats Motorcycle Club. That's like the lamest thing ever. Oh, yeah. Um, witnesses also said they found chunks of the whale's blubber uh, had been set on fire. So it was unclear whether or not the graffiti and the fire were connected. How trashy can you be? <laughs> you know, I'm going to show man. how much I love my gang. I'm going to tag this whale carcass. <laughs> Who does that? That does not make you look very tough. It does not make you look very tough. All right. So there you go. The East Bay Rats. The East Bay Rats. That's have... also not a very tough name for a gang. It's not. I mean, who wants to be, especially, look, I've watched a lot of Sons of Anarchy. Who wants to be known as the rats? <laughs> You're ratting. I mean, nobody wants, have they watched any kind of movies? Rats just seems like a really bad term. Well, now maybe we need to be taking, like, the bats more seriously. The bats, the local gang here? Yeah. The B-A-T-Z? Yeah, they spell rats R-A-T-S, though. They don't have the cool Z at the what end. What kind of a gang is known as the rats? The East Bay Rats. We're the rats. So you're going to tell on North Shore snitches. I bet there's going to be huge recruitment. Yeah, for them Simon in the this. chat says, "Greg, will you say that to their face?" No, I will not. <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be huge recruitment. Oh man, are you guys that that awesome gang that, that tagged that dead whale? Wait a minute, that Fun Employment Radio podcast in Portland is making fun of our name. <laughs> oh God, what if something happens? What if somebody from the East Bay Rats hears our show? Uh oh, it's possible. And they're like, "How dare you make fun of us tagging a motherfucking carcass?" The next true. carcass we tag is going to be yours, Greg Nibbler. That is their whale. It's not my whale. It's not my whale. That's your whale. Whew. All right. Next up, an Arkansas truck driver has pleaded guilty to trading $50,000 worth of lunch meats for crack. $50,000 worth of lunch meats. $50,000 worth of lunch how meats. Many, how much lunch meat is that? That's $50,000 worth. No, I mean, I know like if you're getting like the high end, because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a deli turkey man. I like deli turkey. And you get the high-end stuff. It can get kind of spendy, so I don't usually get that. I get the well, cheap like, stuff. Like $7 a pound? Oh, no. You can go up to like $10, $12 a Holy pound. Holy God. It's Greg. not what I buy. 
Oh, not me. I buy the I usually the deli turkey on sale four ninety nine a pound or less. That's my motto. But you can get some expensive stuff. But still, how much fifty thousand dollars worth? Fifty thousand dollars worth of lunch. That is meat. a lot of lunch meat. It is a lot of lunch meat. Uh, so this truck driver's name is Larry Ron Bowen. He was sentenced to a year of inpatient drug treatment. Uh, he must also pay eighteen thousand five hundred dollar fines in restitution. So Larry Ron Bowen. Uh, Bowen, 45 years young, of Arkansas, was hired last June to deliver $50,000 worth of lunch meat to locations from Alabama to Florida. But Bowen never did deliver the Uh meat. When the truck went missing for three days, the company that hired Bowen used the truck's GPS to locate it, and they found it at a service station in Memphis. Officers told the station they found Bowen near the truck eating a sandwich that he had made out of the lunch meat he was supposed to be delivering. Now, how long was he on the run? I'm sorry, can you just explain that again? Because this is a lot of meat. Was this a refrigerated truck? It must have been. It it had to have been. They can't just have all this room temperature lunch meat. I mean, where do you get rid of $50,000 worth of deli meat? Who's going to take that off your hands? Well, apparently a crack dealer. I mean, but what's he going to do with it? I don't know. Maybe there's... That's a lot of meat, man. I'm giving you... Uh, I mean, what does he pay for Maybe it? I don't know. A, I want to know how this transaction works. I don't know, but I'm really thinking we should get into the meats. East Bay rats end up with it. Is that how this happened? We should get into meat. Selling whale meat now. Let's do some. Let's. It seems like the money's in the meat. <sighs> and he was getting to eat a sandwich of it. And I mean, he was eating a sandwich of. You could swim meat. in as much deli turkey as he wanted to. All right, so it does say much. yes. So it is a full ref- a pool with deli turkey. Nom, 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 nom. It's a refrigerated trailer. Oh, I would want to go in a pool of bologna. <laughs> There's so many jokes you can make right there. Bologna's so good. Sarah wants a pool of bologna. Pool of bologna, the Sarah X. Dillon story. <laughs> That's my lifetime movie. <laughs> pool of bologna. Uh, the refrigerated trailer of the truck holding the lunch meat, uh-oh, was gone. And the truck tires had also been replaced with cheaper ones. Oh, he sold the tires, they too. They caught him sandwich-handed right there, Greg. Yeah. He'd taken the $50,000 worth of lunch meat as well what as kind the of tires. Sandwich, what kind of sandwich was he eating? Uh, it just says a lunch meat. <laughs> The most delectable kind of sandwich, a lunch meat sandwich. Just general lunch meats? It says a lunch meat sandwich. So we had like a little potpourri on there, a little roast beef, a little little turkey, a little ham. What's that weird meat with like the... Pastrami? With the dots in it. With the dots in it. Pimento loaf? Oh, that, yeah, I don't eat that stuff. What is that? I don't know, I don't I've never known, it just looks gross. Yeah, no, I don't eat that kind of thing. Maybe it was a pimento loaf sandwich. I pretty Uh, much stick to the turkey. Turkey, chicken, every now and then. Yeah, yeah. I do turkey or Salami. Bologna. Salami's all right. Okay. Let's just talk about lunch meat some more. Mm-hmm. Sometimes good uh, thin sliced honey ham is good. Uh, not a big ham person. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Every now and then a little bit, the taste of ham doesn't really work for me. Okay. Yep. Thanks for, thanks for clearing that up. Uh, so police say Bowen had told them he stopped at a service station three days earlier and had inadvertently traded the rig to two men who offered him crack cocaine. It's inadvertently? Un- inadvertently. It was an accident. That's in, it, that is in quotes. Inadvertently. <laughs> how much crack do you get? Uh, it is unclear exactly how much crack he got for the truck of lunch meat. I mean, again, I have no idea what the price of uh, the, going, the going rate of crack is. The more you say you don't know the going rate of crack, the more it sounds like you totally know the going rate of crack. I mean, I'm completely unaware, but I mean, how much meat do you think uh, that would uh, would you need for this for this cracker? How much crack would you get for that meat? I mean, what's the exchange rate? That's part, that's the part I don't know. When people are asking us, I to think you get a lot of crack for that. Well, I don't. I'm thinking that the amount of crack he got doesn't equal fifty thousand dollars. If somebody walked up to me and I knew it wasn't expired. And said, hey, I will give you a five-pound bag of 
honey mesquite turkey. I want to do one of your weird things when you're trying to sell me something for a cheap price. Five pound bag. And I knew it wasn't expired. And it wasn't tainted. But I also knew it's a little shady where it came from. Where does one sell? Say it was a five pound bag. The honey mesquite. I'm talking talking top line. You way know a above lot my, about meats. Way above my uh, my pay grade. I'm talking like, you know, ten ninety nine a pound. That's a lot. Yeah. Ten pound bag. I'd go fifteen dollars. You'd You'd spend fifteen of your hard earned dollars. It's a hundred and ten dollar bag of meat, Sarah. I'm paying fifteen on 10 bucks for pounds it. of meat. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, that's no. You know what? I'd probably start lower. You just want them to give you the free meat. No, I want to. I want them to want me to pay something. If they're giving it to me for free, that means then there's something wrong with it. Uh, Rick is saying in the chat that you cannot use lunch meat as currency. I can do whatever I want. I believe that the story that I just had. Uh, Disproves your theory, Rick. Yes, yes, indeed. You tell that to Mr. Bowen, who is uh, nice and full of crack. Yeah. After he was able to trade and eating a delicious sandwich. So it wasn't even fifty thousand dollars worth of lunch meat. It was like forty nine thousand nine hundred ninety five dollars worth of lunch meat. He's getting high on his own supply. That's right. Little little dabble, do ya? I mean, you know, some honey mesquite turkey. That's pretty good stuff. You know, pretty soon we're gonna live in a society where. Lunch meat is currency. I don't know if I'm excited or scared of that. It'll be stinkier. $4.99 or less. All right, got a couple stories that have a common theme to them. First one's local. Okay. This is out of Medford, Oregon. I want to thank my friend Summer for uh, pointing me in this direction. uh, Medford's a little different than Portland. I think this story goes along with that. Okay. All right, I didn't even, I wasn't aware that this trial was actually happening, but this happened yesterday uh, for something that happened a couple of years ago. Here we go. Jurors spent only about an hour deliberating yesterday before convicting a uh, Medford, Oregon woman of murdering two handymen and feeding their corpses to her pigs. What? She I don't remember this. Two hand- How did we not hear about this? this? We're like in the same state as this. When did this happen? This happened, uh, right, okay, so the trial happened yesterday. They only had, they had deliberated for less than an hour before they found... Oh, that means you're guilty. Yeah. So before they found this Oregon woman guilty of killing two handymen and feeding their corpses to her pigs. Why did she kill the handymen? All right, well, here we go. So so this woman's name is Susan Monica. Uh, The Jackson County jury found Susan Monica guilty of murdering two men about a year apart then abusing their corpses by feeding them to her farm animals. This is just all shades wow. of history. Did you ever see Hannibal? Uh, the movie? Yeah, yeah. That part where he gets eaten by the pigs? Yeah, I mean, they also do that in um, Locks. No, in uh, Snatch. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll we'll feed disturbing. you to my pigs. Ew. Uh, so the judge immediately Holy shit. If you look at what this woman looks yeah, like. Yeah, she's fucking batshit. Wow. Yeah, so her name's Susan Monica. Uh, so the judge immediately sentenced Susan Monica to a minimum of 50 years in prison. The judge, when, she, uh, when he sentenced her, told Susan Monica, who's 66 years old, you shot two people and fed them to your pigs. I don't know how else I can put it. You valued your pigs more than you value people. Uh, you Damn. are a cold-blooded killer. 
So this is when this happened. So uh, the first killing was in 2012 with Stephen uh, Delicino. Okay, 2012. And this guy was just a handyman or? Yeah, so it said he was a. <laughs> That's a shitty job. Stephen for... Delicino was 59 years old. He was killed in 2012. And Robert Haney, who's 56, uh, was killed in 2013. <sighs> so those are the two they know of. These are the two, yeah, that they were able to find the remains of, like partial remains. So Susan Monica's changing stories about how she uh, shot Delicino and Haney never matched up with the forensic evidence. Uh, she variously claimed, let's see, so she claimed that she herself shot uh, Delicino, that he shot himself repeatedly in the head, and then she had to shoot him in self-defense, and then he fell back and was eaten by her pigs, but then it was shown that it, he was eaten by the pigs post-mortem. And then uh, she, just all kinds of crazy. Yeah, that sounds Basically, like a lot of crazy. Basically, she's just trying to do this. So this was, so this happened in 2012. Okay. 2013 rolls around. She hires another handyman, uh, this guy, Robert Haney. Now, Haney disappeared in summer of 2013. Uh, she said that uh, she didn't do anything in this instance. She said that pigs, that he apparently had fallen into the pig trough, and pigs were disemboweling him, and she Ew. shot him to ease his suffering. What the hell? This is such... This is happening in our state. This happened. Wow. Uh, some, both of their remains were found in plastic bags in her barn. What? What was not eaten by the pigs? What was not eaten by the pigs? Was found in plastic bags. So anyway, so she has a minimum of fifty years in prison. And if you want to watch full, how do you not get life in prison for that? I mean, I granted that is basically life, but seriously. Also, one of the testimonies in her uh, against her because she had nobody testifying for her because she's just a crazy handyman murdering Medford, Oregon crazy bitch. Right. Um, well, her inmate when she's she's been in prison now uh, for a while. Her inmate Jordan Ferris testified at her trial. That when she was sharing a cell with Susan Monica, uh, she saw, she witnessed Susan Monica sending a uh, writing out a birthday card to someone, uh-huh. and she signed it from the sweetest murderer in Jackson County. <laughs> this is what her roommate. Wow, this is a crazy person. I wonder if that's what the mole people are like. I think that's maybe what I don't want to be a mole person. Like. I'm kind of changing my mind about this. I don't want somebody feeding me to the rats. Maybe they're like like gangs down there and you just don't know it no all right so that's two that's uh two men being fed, fed to pigs i shit you not i do have a third one and this is completely out of nowhere i don't know where these people being eaten by pig stories are coming yeah that's disturbing this one's intentional so a farmer's wife has been charged with killing her husband and burying him in a mound of manure Police say that authorities began searching for 52-year-old Douglas Mess after his son reported that his dad had missed work and had not been seen since the night before. Uh, his wife, Charlene Mess, has been charged with killing her husband. Uh, so his body was found concealed well, within a mound of manure. So state police say that Mess's wife of 30 years, Charlene, has been charged with second-degree murder. She's being held without bail in jail right now. Uh. That is three separate ones. Bitches be crazy. Yeah, I know. Watch out. If they have pigs. So the moral of this story is, my friends, don't ever date or work for a woman that owns a lot of pigs. And I, and we're not talking about you that's listening not out there. Not you. 
that owns pigs. Not you. If you're listening, we know that you're not one of the feeding people. No. Unless you are. Are you? Well, if you are, you haven't been caught. And in that case, I don't want to be the next victim. So I'm going to say it's not you. It's not you. What if, like, uh, Susan, what's her nuts? Susan Monica was, like, our biggest fan, and we didn't know it. I'm looking at her. I'm guessing she's not, but you never know. You never know. You can't judge a book by its cover. You never know. She could have been. She could have been. She could be listening right now. I don't know if you get podcasts in jail or not. What could have been, Susan Monica? Yeah. All right, I do finally have one final story, and it has to do with a Florida man. Okay. From a place in Florida, I don't think we've ever had a story from because I have never had to pronounce this word before. Wamauma. How do you spell it? W i m a u m a. M a u m a. Wamauma. Yeah, I guess so. Sure. Wamauma. Wamama. We mama. We mama. Sure. Okay. Well, a Florida man is now recovering at a hospital after. Being bit by a cottonmouth snake on the lip when he was trying to kiss it. He was trying to kiss a cottonmouth poisonous snake. Was this like one of the snake charmer type of things? No. Or? Let's just go. Let's, uh, let's just go on. A Florida man is recovering from a cottonmouth snake bite to his lip after he allegedly tried to kiss the serpent on the mouth. Was it like a pet? Or Merlin you just picked up a random snake and tried Let me to kiss tell it. you a little about this. Well, Sheriff's deputies say that Austin Hatfield, 18 years young, captured the four-foot cottonmouth, also known as a water moccasin, while swimming <laughs> last week in Florida and decided to keep it for himself in a pillowcase at his girlfriend's house. Yeah, that's smart. So friends told investigators that Hatfield, uh, Austin Hatfield, again, 18 years old, uh, told, friends told investigators that Austin Hatfield told them he was trying to kiss the snake when it struck him. What the fuck? What kind of weirdo keeps a four-foot snake at his girlfriend's house and then admits to trying to kiss it? Which is why his face is all swollen. Well, Hatfield was initially hospitalized in critical condition, but his status has been upgraded to good condition, and he's expected to make a full recovery. Uh, Hatfield did not possess the proper permits required by the state to catch and keep a cottonmouth snake. Uh, The Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission said it's investigating the incident. Wow. I just wanted to kiss a snake. That is just a special kind of dumb. I mean, it's it's one of those kinds of dumb where I don't even know how to... I don't don't even really know how to speak about it. I mean, at that point, you just kind of let nature take its course, I think. Carl for the win. In the live chat, in the live chat at funemploymentradio.com slash live says, "Was it a cold-hearted snake?" Oh, <laughs> look into his eyes. Oh, uh oh, he's lifted. Okay, that's enough of that. That, my friends, is your world of crazy. Who tries to kiss a snake? <laughs> I've kissed a lot of snakes in my day, though, Greg. <laughs> we'll be cutting that out. I don't. Even, I don't even need to comment on that one. Just let let that one speak for itself. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Um, should we do a little bit of ball talk, or we also have uh, we also have at the end something that I forgot to do that we'll need to uh, make up for. Okay. We did something. Didn't I did do, something. Didn't do something. I did. I'm going to blame something. you on this one too. No, you it's said your you. Fault too. You already said you. Your fault too. Whatever, mole person. Somebody's asking if that's part of your new stand-up routine for Bridgetown <laughs> Comedy Festival, Sarah. Funny. Healing in the live chat. Are you going to be performing there? At the- Shut up. 
doing one liners. You should just do. What like- if someone's like hearing this for the first time and they think that I'm like an aspiring stand up? <laughs> I, I am not. It terrifies me. I love watching comedy. I never ever would want to be a comedian. You could go and be like Gallagher was a, a couple of years ago and just like stand outside of the venues. Only he wasn't doing comedy out there, but you could be up and just like, hey, let me warm you up with a few jokes here before you're going in to the comedy show. I really want you to do that. Is there a bet we can make where you lose and you have to go out and stand outside and like people are waiting in line like, hey, I'm representing here both to, of us here for the comedy time. festival. Do you want me to go and pester like <laughs> past or potentially future guests? By trying to pepper them with my shitty jokes? No, I don't want you to be you because I don't want to be associated with that. But man. Well, anyway, Bridgetown Comedy Festival is coming to town. And it's going to be here May 7th to May 10th. It sure is. Thursday through Sunday. Get your tickets at BridgetownComedy.com where you can pick up your tickets to the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. It is going to be awesome. We are one of the uh, sponsors of the festival this year, as we have been for the last couple of ones. So it's really exciting and may or may not get to see Sarah out in line. Shut up, But there will up, be lots Greg. of other amazing comedians that will be performing during the festival. Seriously, it's, it's a giant list. BridgetownComedy.com. Go there. Check it all out. You can buy individual tickets or the whole festival pass, which is really the best way to go. And then you get to go everywhere, and we'll be there too, so you can hang out with us. Maybe Sarah will tell you a joke. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. You're really pushing it. Uh, let's talk balls. balls. All right. A little, little potpourri of balls here. A little smattering. The NBA playoffs can, uh, continued yesterday with some more games. So far, I have to say the NBA playoffs this year, not quite as exciting as last year's. Last year's NBA playoffs were one of the best I'd ever seen. There were so many upsets and all the games were, all the matchups were really good. This year looks like it was going to be that way. So far, not so much. Golden State's up 2-0 to zero on uh, New Orleans. Houston's up 2-0 to zero on Dallas. Both teams look like they're going to pretty easily win their series. Okay. Uh, Washington Wizards have upset Toronto twice in Toronto. Paul Pierce is the, uh, it, it just dominates the Raptors. It doesn't matter what team he's on. And the Portland Trailblazers are taking on the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. Now, if you remember correctly, the Memphis Grizzlies destroyed Portland on Sunday. It wasn't a close game. They they just they dominated from start to end. It was like I, I couldn't say like oh Memphis came back and won it in the fourth quarter like handily. It was the entire game. So hopefully this game's going to be different. You shudder to say it can't get much worse, but I mean it can't really get that much worse. You could lose by forty, I suppose. I guess that's the only other thing. But I mean losing's losing. Hopefully they put up a good fight, and if they can take one and bring it back to Portland, then actually there's a pretty good chance you know. That, that changes the odds significantly if they can win this game. Well, here's hoping. Here's hoping. <laughs> Go Blazers. All right, moving on to Ball Talk. Sarah, did I mention yesterday that there's uh, somebody back in the NFL right now? Somebody who's returned, who's been signed to the Philadelphia Eagles? I swear, this is so annoying. <laughs> like, I don't think anybody else is more annoyed at the fact that Tim Tebow was back than me. You know, and here's the thing. And it's nothing against Tim Tebow, it's just no. Greg has ruined him for me. No, and I'm not even a fan of Tim Tebow. I'm a fan of the Tebow mania that's going on around the media. That's what I'm a fan of. I'm a fan of the fans. Don't say Tebow mania. Oh, that's what they're calling it, Sarah. Here's the thing. Tim Tebow signing with the Philadelphia Eagles. That's it's not a guaranteed contract. No guarantee even makes the team this year. But Philadelphia fans are already rejoicing. The Philly Pretzel Factory has already created something just for Tim Tebow returning. They've created a Tim Tebow Pretzel, Sarah. 
Tim Tebow pretzel. Now, you may remember what Tebowing is. <sighs> Tebowing yes. is where he would get in the end zone and he would kneel oh, no, down on my one knee. Is a douchebag. I'm remembering. Kneel down thing. on one knee and he'd pretend to pray, kind of like the thinker almost. But he was he was deep in thought. And uh, the Philly Pretzel Factory has made a pretzel that resembles Tebow praying in the end zone, saying, "Welcome, Tim Tebow." Are you done so talking about Tim Tebow? There's also Jesus. something else. I'm going to talk about this, though, because not so much as far as what went on with this, but something that I was unaware of on Twitter that I, I didn't know this was a thing. And maybe you know, maybe you don't. I'll explain what the backstory is, but that's not the real story of this. So after the Philadelphia Eagles tweeted a photo of Tim Tebow signing a contract with the team, the Washington Redskins decided to tweet out a sarcastic reply to it. The Redskins are in no position to be trying to be sarcastic or funny on Twitter in any way, shape, or form. It always backfires on them, usually in a racist manner. This just backfired for many reasons. But what they posted (laughs) was a picture of Kermit the Frog... With his head up in the air, slowly sipping Lipton tea. Well, I guess slowly, I can't describe that, but it looks like he's slowly... <laughs> Tell me how slowly he's drinking. It's hard to say, but he's sipping Lipton tea. It's just a picture. Sipping Lipton tea. Kermit the Frog drinking Lipton tea. Now, apparently, this is a big thing on Twitter. This is, what is? It's, this, it's a meme that people use to express, according to Know Your Meme... A sarcastic expression used as a oh postscript to an insult God, or disrespectful remark said towards a specific individual or group. This is on Know Your Meme. According to KnowYourMeme.com, when you see a Kermit drinking a tea, that means that, that I could be less interested in what you have to say. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know Kermit the Frog was used in such way. God, my voice sounded exactly like yours. It did not. I will post a picture of this in our live chat at funemploymentradio.com slash live, or you can probably just Google Kermit sipping tea. But this apparently is a common thing that is used. What? Are you just excited that you have your finger on the pulse? I've got my finger on the pulse. The Sklar brothers have told us we have our fingers on the pulse. Why are you talking about Kermit the Frog drinking tea? I'm saying I didn't know it because the Washington Redskins posted that, and I didn't know that was a thing of showing insult. I explained all of that. You stopped listening to me when I said Tebow. You're right. I've had an entire segment that you have just completely disregarded because of your Tebow hate. I've had enough of your Tebow hate. It's over the top. The man's done nothing to you. other old people find out about memes? Knowyourmeme.com. <laughs> Actually, I didn't even find out about it from that. It was another website that referenced knowyourmeme.com and posted it. It was another probably old person. All right, finally, in Baltoc. Oh, it's like the old leading the old. We've got this. The There's a big fight happening. Oh my gosh, that's next weekend. Not this coming one, but the next weekend. May 2nd, Sarah. The big fight is Floyd Mayweather versus Manny Pacquiao. This is the one that they've been talking about for years. Finally made it happen. And they're both getting a gajillion dollars. Seriously, it's like $100 million and $75 million or something like that. Just getting a ton of money. And... What what uh, is going on with that? Like Showtime is Showtime and HBO had to kind of split it and work this out. So it's going to be a pay per view. It's going to be a hundred dollars for the pay per view. They're making gajillions of dollars. But one of the big things, the big disputes, was about 
the ticket prices for the actual event, and there were disputes on that. So they weren't going to make very many of the tickets available just for public purchase. It was all going to have to be either comps to the hotel or sold through like the hotel or exclusive high-end because they're so expensive. But they did agree to do this to allow a small number of tickets to be made available to the public at a cost of... I'm sure There's it's a- different tiers here. Okay. So one of them has to be affordable. And this is the basic price. So you buy that and you turn around and sell it for 10 times that. The low-end price for a ticket for the Pacquiao-Mayweather fight. Take a guess. What's the lowest price of ticket? Like the nosebleedest of the nosebleedest. All right. I, don't, I have no range uh-huh. of knowing what... $10,000. No, not that much. Okay. I'm talking... Think, think like... A stadium bigger than the Rose Garden, the very, very highest. Twelve hundred, close. Fifteen hundred dollars. Ooh, I was close. That is the lowest priced ticket. So it goes fifteen hundred, twenty five hundred, thirty five hundred, five seventy five. Now that's the that's the the uh, printed price. You get one of those; they will be worth way more than fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, because everybody's going to want to be at this thing. So that is that is one of the things. Though they did work that out. So the so poor. So you want to pool our savings and buy one of those and then sell it to. Yes. Okay. So the so the, they're letting the poor people who aren't part of the inside crew. You know the poor people that can only afford a fifteen hundred dollar ticket. Gross. They're giving us a chance, Sarah. Gross. They're giving us a chance. That's what they're saying because they're so good. All right. Well, with that, I figured it was only appropriate that I do this. I'm not going to play a Tebow song, but I did think it was appropriate to let you know that Manny Pacquiao is a man of many different things. He not only owns a basketball team, he's also. Um, well, he's a number of things. Uh, but here's this. He's also a singer. You ask me if I love you. Oh, I love this song. This is Manny Pacquiao. Oh, sings like an angel. And who am I to judge you on what you say or do? Okay, all right, that's enough. That is Manny Pacquiao singing the hits with Sometimes When We Touch. No word if he'll be singing that at the fight. You pay $1,500, though, to watch him duke it out with Floyd Mayweather. The thing is, they're, they're both so dislikable, quite honestly. I don't know who to root for. I want I don't them both know what to lose. Of them look like. Both I like, of them. I'm picking this guy who's saying. I'm not I talking about how song. they look like. Like both of them are, both of them have are, have said some pretty horrible things. And I don't know who I want to lose more. I mean, I guess I could root for the American. That's Floyd. Pacquiao's Filipino, but I mean, I really don't care about that part. I don't know. I don't know who to root for. It's a tough choice. But there we go. For fifteen hundred dollars. You can see it yourself. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. I'm going for the singy guy. <laughs> you going for that one? Mm-hmm. Hey, so what did you mess up in that you had to bring back up? Well, Sarah, there is uh, somebody who had a very special day a couple of weeks a ago. A very special day. A very special day. and A couple of weeks ago. Wow, you really blew it. It's not just me. Wow, how do you live with yourself? They had a birthday on March 27th. 
Oh, boy. So maybe about a month ago. Oh, my God. I guess we missed the email. We, uh, what are you blaming me for? You get the same email that no. I do. If it goes to funemploymentradio.gmail.com, Sarah I'm gets the, the same email. I'm not the one that emails. has my phone glued to my hand every, like, all hours of every day. Oh. And so when you already check something, then I see that it's been checked, so then I don't see it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's all my fault. Yes, it is. All right. Well, anyway, we want to say happy birthday to Jamie. Jamie, Jamie, happy birthday. Oops, not ball talk. Not happy ball talk, Jamie. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> My eyebrow itches. Happy birthday, Jamie. I'm sorry about the month delay on that. Uh, because of that. I apologize on Greg's behalf, Jamie. This is really embarrassing. Because, and I hope he gets his shit together. Because of that, Jamie. You're getting an extra birthday day today. Do what you want. Celebrate. Have a good time. It's your day. It's your extra day. Tell everyone you know. You can play this clip for them. It is your birthday today. You get whatever an extra day you listen to the show. We're not sure if you can listen live or if it might be like if you're listening tomorrow. So whatever day you're hearing, <sighs> Greg, you All have right. to give some wiggle room. You really messed up on this one. <sighs> Fine. Yes. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, to Jamie. You. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. Hot damn right. Happy birthday, Jamie. Oh. All right. Good old Jamie. There we go. (laughs) Keep talking, Greg. (laughs) Uh, I've decided after all of this, I'm not sure if I can be a mole person. Okay. I put some some deep thought into it. These are the lessons you learned Even though clearly I had the dream and it seemed like it was working, working really well. You probably couldn't smell in your dream. No, that would be a tough one. That would be a tough one. I'll think about it. Okay, you you do that. You keep us posted. If I go missing, you can look for me in the tunnels. No, that's probably not where I'll be. That would be. That's just a weird thing to say. That was odd. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. We really, really, really do appreciate it. Uh, Don't forget to go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon link if you're going to be buying anything on Amazon. Including the mole people. You can buy that right there at funemploymentradio.com. Coming up later on today will be The Carl Show starring Jason. And of The Carl Show starring Jason, one thing of note Jason uh, has got another minority retort comedy show coming up this weekend. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that's on Friday. On Friday. Headliner Adam Posse. Adam Posse. Is incredible. Yes, he is. Great a, head of hair. And uh, yeah, yeah, he's got, yeah. He's got, he's got some pretty He's got amazing. a lot of hair going. He's just a, just amazing all around. Yeah, he really is. So Adam Posse will be headlining it, but the Minority Retort is going to be at Curious Comedy this weekend. So uh, definitely go out and check that if you're not doing anything on Friday. That mm. is a place to be. It's going to be awesome. It's always full of good comedians. All right. I think we've done enough for today. I'm all ready right, to de- detach from society. Yes. All right. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Talk to you, bye, guys. Fight, fight, try, rock.